As a family-owned business, Price Chopper knows just how important saving money is to your family. We're always chopping prices so you can feed your family for less. All right, let's go ahead and delve even deeper into small schools and bring in our own Cole Young. And Cole, we've got some good matchups. Uh, a lot of a lot of schools going out of town <laughs> this week and, uh, um, you know, doing some travel time and uh, in the small schools. Let's start in class one. Um, we got North Platte and Penny both still alive. Uh, Penny's on the road to Milan. North Platte is hosting Windsor, a Windsor team that you've seen. Uh, I think both North Platte and Penny could win and meet up in the semifinals. That being said, they've got some pretty good testing from them. Yeah, you're exactly right. We can I mean, start with North Platte. Windsor, you know, North Platte, all they've done is just kind of dismantled these teams that they've played. Windsor's playing good football. They're scoring about 40 points a game down the stretch. I saw them play early this season and was really impressed by one of the running backs. And it kind of seems like as he goes, maybe the rest of the team goes. Um, you know, the thing to keep in mind with Windsor is this is, this is a group of kids who, as freshmen and sophomores, this senior class was – you know, they were in the state championships. They, you know, they made a, a deep run the, the year after that. They're playing their best football of the year, I would say. Um, I think this is going to be a, a, a pretty good matchup, in my opinion. Um, and then looking at Penny, we talked about this last week. Penny is just playing really good football. Yeah, They, they and North Platte played a great game in the regular season. I'm not sold on Milan like some others are maybe across the state. Um, I think... I think Penny probably I, I I to me feels like the favorite in this game. I, I think so too. And and I think that their time in the KCI is going to help them. Um and I think that's one of those things. I think for North Platte, they haven't really been in this spot at, at all, period. Or Penny has. Penny is uh Penny is used to, to kind of playing deep. I mean, this is a coaching staff and a school that has, you know, even if these kids haven't played deep, they're used to they're, there's there's years hanging, there's banners hanging in that gym. And so they're used to it. So uh, there's kind of a pedigree there. That being said, North Platte has answered every question they've needed to answer this year. Yeah. Um, so you can't really disparage them. It's going to be a good one there. Class two, um, Adrian kind of hung with Lamar there. You, you, what do you think about that before Lamar kind of took off? And now Lafayette County took out a good St. Michael team. Um, their biggest test of the year so far. Now it's Lafayette County going to Lamar. Those two teams have played each other a ton in the last 14, 15 years. Yeah. So, yeah, Lamar – Lamar had his hands full with Adrian. Uh, Adrian led going into the fourth quarter. Their running back, which you can follow on Preps KC, had I think he's the third highest rushing rusher in the city. Uh, got an ankle hurt early in the third quarter. That kind of you know. That being said, Adrian then scored 14 points in the third quarter to take the lead. At the end of the day, they just ran out of gas against a team that's you know, when you're when you're two platooning in class two, the difference comes not in that first and second quarter, but in the last eight, 10 minutes, you know, when you're run, throwing in fresh linemen every time. Um, is Lamar as good as they've been in the past? I'm not sure. You know, it's hard to tell. Um, I think they're a very good football team. And I think Lafayette County will have to play its best game um, to get by Lamar. What I, what I would say impressed me the most about Lafayette County looking at the last three weeks has been that their offense is just clicking. Yeah. Uh, 67 points against Lone Jack. Okay. 49 against Hogan Prep. 50 against St. Michael. And really in the second half, that game didn't really feel like it was as close. Um, what my, the question for Lafayette County will be, I know they struggled a little bit slowing down St. Michael's through the air last week. Can they stop this, you know, three, four headed rushing attack that Lamar provides? I agree. That's the, the thing is, you know, when Lafayette County gets into that, 
second half. Are they going to be there? But like I said, they they know what Lamar is going to do. In fact, Lafayette County went down and scrimmaged with Lamar this summer. Right. Um, yeah, they've, so, they've seen each other. Yeah, so they've seen each other. They know. Class three, we were just talking to Coach Thomas. Um, oh, we don't leave out East Buchanan uh, going to Bowling Green. East Buchanan, are they going to have Trevor Klein is the question. He didn't play last week. Uh, appendicitis is what we're hearing. That sounds like more than just a I missed Friday night type of situation. That changes things, though defensively, that's what they've hung their hat on all year long. They're going to be challenged this week. Yeah, I would say, you know, Trevor Klein, as good as he is offensively, he also contributes defensively, I think. So that could have an impact. Um, I don't know that there's a better offense in the state in class two than Bowling Green right now. Um, they had 11 possessions, I think I saw last week, scored on nine of them. One, they ran out of time at the end of the first half. One time, they just kneeled it out to end. Um, I think I read somewhere that they've punted once this season. So East Buchanan is going to need to be at full strength. This is this is a murderer's row on this side of the bracket. <laughs> Whoever wins this game moves on to play Lafayette County or Lamar to make the state championship and likely play a Valley Catholic team. So this is... This this might be the biggest test East Buchanan's had in the last three years, in my opinion. Um, and this this is a big, big you know challenge, obviously for them, I think right now. But it's, it's you know there's been there challenges they faced before that all of a sudden it's like oh well, well here they went and won by eighteen or twenty. So this is kind of what they've been gearing up for, and this is you know this is a big one. Well, when you look at Class Three, and we've got Odessa and Pius. Um, I don't think anybody's stunned Odessa's there. Nobody's stunned that Pius is there, um, especially the way that that game went. I was impressed with the way Pius took out Maryville last week. I that, was to, that, to me, makes you stand up and go, this team, if they can get through Odessa, is a team that can go and really challenge and even challenge at maybe a Blair Oaks on the other side. Yeah, this is a team – I mean, this is a game I think we all probably expected to be like a 27-21, you know, or a 28-25 type of game. There was no point that I expected Maryville to lose this game by 28 points to St. Pius. If you look at what St. Pius has done since that loss on September 29th to St. James, they have been dominant. I don't know if they got players back. I don't know what's happened, what's changed for them, but they're playing as good a football on this side of the state from Ashland, Missouri West as anybody in the state is. Now, can anybody beat Blair Oaks? I don't know. That is the big question there. Uh, class four, we saw Jeff City come to town, uh, get that win over Pleasant Hill, and they did probably what they needed to do. They got out to a two-touchdown lead, made Pleasant Hill chase them. Pleasant Hill never got the lead. They always were tying, tying. Jeff City got that late field goal to get the win. On the other side, uh, we talk about Pius, what they did to to Maryville. How about what Carney did to Smithville. I mean that yeah. that was impressive, and, and that team played great. I think the warning sign we should have seen was when Carney went in and just took care of Grandview, and then Grandview hung with Smithville. We everybody kind of said, ah, you know, it's it's a you know different things happened. It could have been a different score. Carney, same type of thing, right? They're playing excellent football this type of year. They haven't allowed an opponent to score more than 13 points since week three against Smithville. So I think, to me, I think the defense is what's going to carry them 
down the stretch. I know Nevada's really good, especially on the line. Nevada obviously had no trouble kind of the, the common opponents you look at, right? They beat Grandview. They're, they also have a couple losses, right? They lost to Seneca. They lost to Lamar. Um, I'm not sure that they've faced quite the schedule that Carney has. Yeah. And I, I think that's going to be – this Carney team is the is the Carney team I think that we thought we'd see at the beginning of the year, and they got banged up. They got mm-hmm. nicked by – you know, they had a bad game against Platte, Platte County, and Platte County capitalized on it. And then they got – they were nicked up going into Smithville. Um, they beat Fort Osage in that spot, you know, with some backups playing. Um, this is a good team, and I, I think that they've got a chance to to make that that run too. And and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that those all shake out. Now, we could be talking next weekend and have nobody, yeah, playing <laughs> in one through four. Or we could have a lot of teams playing. But we'll have at least one. We have Odessa St. Pius winner, but uh, uh, it should be interesting going into Thanksgiving weekend. Well, Cole, it's going to be a great week. Uh, look forward to chatting with you again next week. All right, thanks, guys.